Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. We're here tonight for another Talk to School of Deliverance. I was trying to wait for more to join, but I guess we got to play catch-up. Just about all after 7.30, and we're on a time schedule here. Uh, you that can hear me, if you're in the chat room, please um, give um, your name. Uh, guess who has left the chat? Well, I guess it's just me right now. Guest three has logged into the chat. We thank you tonight. If you can um, hear me, please state your name or type in your name. Trying to please. Ey. All right, well, we're getting started here. I was trying to wait for others, but didn't want to get too far down the ahead of myself, but maybe by the time we uh, go through our announcements, I'm going to do the announcements now, and we thank all the who's on the call and those that will be coming on the call. Okay, by way of announcements, we want you to visit our website at dot ncicod.com, and uh, there you can make a tax-free donation of any amount and sign our guest book, and you can become a member or become a minister. Uh, we will help you to do that, and there you can see our upcoming events and send in your comments. At this time, we ask that you silence all background noise if you're on the call and uh, turn your volume, your speakers down uh, low or off so to prevent any kind of feedback. And we ask that you keep your comments to three minutes to allow others to a chance to speak. Uh, if you have any questions, please email them to me at ncicod.sc at gmail.com, and they will be answered on our next class of time permitting. And to hear past classes, please log in to www.talkshu forward slash TC138224 and go to past episodes and click on the listen tab and you can hear of past classes. I'll repeat this at the end of the class. All right, uh, the prayer has been prayed. Let us go into our class. Tonight, tonight we're going to be moving along. Amen. We're going to be talking about something that uh, <clears throat> we as believers, uh, deliverance and healing is still our topic. We're going to be talking about the apostolic equipping uh, a seminar that we had done some time ago on deliverance and healing tra uh, training manual. Deliverance and healing, they go hand in hand. Deliverance and healing go hand in hand. 
And at the second half, I will be opening up uh, the class for class participation, where you can jump right in and uh, give your comments as long as they're on our topic, deliverance and healing. Deliverance and healing. Apostolic anointing and ministry. Apostolic anointing and ministry. They go hand in hand. Hand in hand. God is raising up an apostolic people. An apostolic people. Apostles are sent one. Apostles are sent ones. And tonight our key verse is found in Mark, the third chapter, 14th and 15th verse. 14 and 15th verse. And I will read it. It says, And he ordained twelve, and he ordained twelve, that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. Read that again. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him and they and that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. Amen. And to cast out devils. They just didn't go on their own. Then he appointed the twelve that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out demons. Sent. Apostelio. The Greek word, apostelio, to send out on a mission as an ambassador of a kingdom. Apostle is a delegate, an ambassador, one who has been sent on a military mission as a representative of a kingdom. Literally, a sent one. The major focus of Jesus' ministry was to train and prepare men to be apostolic, to go forth and to advance the kingdom of God. Apostolic people are sent by God on a mission, a unique assignment. Apostolic people are anointed to break into new territories with the supernatural power of God. Break into new territories. My God. 
supernatural power of God. My God. God is moving his church out of passivity to arise and advance into new, unevangelized territories. Getting out of the old comfort zone. He's breaking us out of the norm, tradition, the way things used to be, the uncharted waters. Going where we dare to go because of what we was afraid to do. Afraid of getting our little our suits messed up. Getting our dresses messed up. Getting our Makeup messed up, getting our hair messed up, all these kind of things. Don't want to sweat. Afraid to do what we are called to do. My co-labor in the gospel. Apostle Sammy Smith said something really good about the apostolic movement. And I'm going to quote him on this. He said, the first Adam was created. The last Adam was born, Jesus. Our problem is we've been recreated by religion and not born again through Christ. Therefore, we have a problem with development and process. The Adamic nature feeds into disobedience and ultimate eviction, causing Adam to cover up and blame others. Make sure you're born again and not recreated by religion. Hallelujah. Be careful about this apostolic movement. I'm not going to get into that movement. We'll be here all night long, probably to the end of the week and more, talking about, I ain't talking about them. I'm not talking about the apostolic movement. I'm not talking about the apostolic denomination. No. I'm not. I'm not. Same thing as talking about holiness. I'm not talking about a holiness denomination. But we all admonish that we should be holy. God said, be holy because I'm holy. So I'm not talking about denomination. I'm talking about the fact that we need to live a holy Righteous life. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. The 
deliverance and healing. It said uh, Mark three, fourteen and fifteen. Verse fourteen, these twelve were Jesus' apostles, chosen group that he sent out to fulfill a mission, and and trained by Jesus himself. Men that he knew that he could trust. Full of the Holy Ghost, even though it hadn't fall at that time. Christ gave power to the twelve apostles. Matthew ten, one to four. Christ and the apostles authenticated their ministry through signs, miracles, and wonders. Hebrews two, three, and four. Signs and wonders refers to the miracles performed by the Holy Spirit through the Lord and his apostles in fulfillment of the Messiah. Acts 2 and 22, 4 and 43, 4 and 30, 5 and 12, 6 and 8, 14 and 3, 15 and 12, and 2 Corinthians 12 and 12. Oh, my God. The author then returns to the theme of chapter 1, that the Son is superior than the, to the angels. We as a holy people, as a holy people, following the apostles, who God left in charge to give a holy act makes us a holy people. We are holy people, a righteous people of an apostolic nature just by following the risen Christ. My God, there's nothing that we cannot do if we stay true to the call that's on our life. It's not hard. It's not hard. There's some that's in the church that's following the religion that try to make it hard. It's a simple thing. Just follow Christ. Follow God and his written word. It's not grievous. It's not hard. The only thing that's hard is the way of the transgressor. Those that desire to do wrong it makes it hard for them. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. 
It's not hard. The Holy Spirit is apostolic. Luke 24 and 49. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. He told us that. He said, it is expedient that I go. If I don't go, he will not come. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you another comforter. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. That dudamus power. Jesus was sent. The 12 apostles were sent. The 70 disciples were sent. The Holy Spirit comes upon us as believers to send us into the world to advance the kingdom of God supernaturally. We are called to be an apostolic people set apart and sent out by God to accomplish a specific mission to reconcile the people back to God. When we are saved, we're given the ministry of reconciliation that we ought to go out into the world and to compel. I like that word, compel. To compel them to come to God. I often ask this question. Every year, I ask this question. Since the beginning of the year, how many souls have you led to Christ? How many souls have you told about Jesus the Christ? I'll ask nobody to raise no hand or anything like that that answers this question within yourself. How many souls you led to Christ? Surely you you know somebody, people at work, people in your family, you come in contact with somebody. How many? It's not too late. On my emails that I send out, I have a little slogan. I say, Jesus died for you. Will you live for him? Now, we ain't got to casting out demons and all of that yet. There's some some prerequisites we got to do. We got to get ourselves ready to be able to do deliverance work. Hallelujah. We got to get ourselves ready. Amen. 
apostles and spiritual opposition. Apostles and spiritual opposition. You know there's going to be some opposition. Now, we're going to talk about opposition in Cyprus. Acts 13, 4 to 12. Acts 13, 4 to 12. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Then it skips to verse 8. But Elamus, the sorcerer, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Always trying to, somebody trying to turn you away from the faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, You son of the devil. You son of the devil. (laughs) The hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind. And immediately a dark mist fell upon him. Then it skips to verse 12. Then the proconsular believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished by the teaching of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The apostles were sent by the Holy Ghost to invade new territory. Somebody's getting ready to go into new territory. Don't be afraid. Somebody is about to go into new territory. Whether you're on this call or going to be coming in later, to log in to hear this message. Somebody is about to be going into new territory. Don't be afraid. They encountered spiritual opposition in the form of a sorcerer like Elimus. Don't be afraid. The sorcerer was attempting to influence and control the Roman ruler. They're going to try to influence and control you. Don't be afraid. They're going to try to influence and control you. Do not be afraid. They 
not be able to do that. Thus saith the Lord. Apostolic people fiercely confront spiritual opposition and move in the supernatural power of God. You will be fearlessly able to confront that spiritual opposition and you will be able to move in the supernatural power of God. Oh, my God. Can't you see? That's not all. They face opposition in Philippi, 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 verse Acts, the 16th chapter, the 16th to the 18th verse. Now, it happened as we went to prayer, we're going to prayer, that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination, met us who brought her master much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoying, annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. This girl was a moneymaker for them. So you know they got mad at Paul. They're going to get mad at you. They're going to get mad at you for upsetting their livelihood. But don't be afraid. You see, Paul and Silas were sent by the Holy Ghost, into the city of Philippi, verse 10. They encountered spiritual opposition in the form of a woman with a spirit of divination, literally a python, characterizing her as one inspired by Apollo, the god worship at Pythodo or Del- Delphi. This spirit was the prevailing spirit influencing the city and region. Paul confronted the spirit and drove it out. Apostolic people are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and his timing in confronting spiritual opposition. Don't be afraid 
of what's about to happen to you. You're getting ready to go into unfamiliar territory, uncharted territory for God's purpose. You're going in for on a mission to seek and destroy, to tear down, root up, pull out strongholds. Now, let's move on. Almost at the hour to open up the lines, but I want to finish this. Next, the apostolic anointing is a breaker anointing. Breaker anointing. Get that. The apostolic anointing is a breaker anointing. Micah, the second chapter. And the 13th verse, Micah, the second chapter, and 13th verse. The one who breaks open the breaker will come up before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Mark 16 and 17. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. Luke 10 and 19. Behold, I give you authority. I give you authority. I give you authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The breaker anointing is upon you. Hear that. Know that. Let it get in your spirit that you have a breaker anointing on you. Praise the name of Jesus. Breaker, to break out, to open up, to break open, to use violence, to break into. The breaker is Jesus Christ who has broken through all spiritual opposition and gone before us. There is no situation, let me repeat that, there is no situation that is impossible for our God. He breaks through the prison gates to set the captives free. Apostolic believers exercise spiritual authority to get breakthroughs, and to set other people free, free. Apostolic people are not passive or conservative. They forcibly advance the kingdom of God and bring breakthroughs. 
working upon you is for breakthrough, not to get another car, not to get another house, not to get another job, husband, girlfriend, wife, all this other stuff. It's to advance the kingdom of God. It's the setting of the captives free. It's for spiritual breakthrough. Can't you see? It gets me so messed over, upset. Well, we're coming to chapter 2, and I'm going to stop here. There's a little five, I'm going to five after eight. And this time, what I'm going to do is allow participation. I'm going to set everybody free. Yep. All right. The line should be open now. Everybody can join in and make comments at this time. All right. Um, You talked about uh, the apostolic anointing. Um, I was uh, thinking about Azusa Street. All right. All and right. and uh, um, people possessing that apostolic anointing. Do you uh, think we'll ever have uh, an Azusa Street experience? Because the word of God say greater works, and Azusa Street was in the early uh, 1900s, I think. But I know it's it's been a while, so maybe like past two grandfathers ago. Uh, so the opposite, I mean, the Azusa Street experience is where um, they had wheelchairs and uh, crutches laid you know, on the side in different rooms because people was healed and delivered. And you're not really seeing that today, but uh, the word of God, I believe, says greater works. So uh, do you believe we headed in that direction or when we'll be able to experience that again, if we do, if we will? Well, I think we are because, number one, I do believe that God has a remnant. God still have a remnant. God still have a church. And I think when we get back to Bible basics, where, where men of God, women of God, can reconsecrate themselves and spend time on their knees, prostrate before God, and truly fasting and praying, I believe that it can happen again. It's happening. Uh, it's quiet. It's just a few that are doing that. I, I think it'll catch on and uh, stop the frills that's going on today. You know, uh, I, I do believe that uh, as long as you have uh, men and women of God that's trying to uh, reconnect the church, it can happen, will happen, but you need you need to uh, 
men and women who really love God and really want to see the the, the, the church in its first glory again. It can't happen. And there are, there are many churches today led by men and women of God who want to see that happen again. And as long as that, that, that's alive, it, it, it's going to happen again. As God said in the last day, he said he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And I think it's happening. I, I, I have not given up, will not give up on the church. As long as God, and he said, judgment is going to begin at the house of God. And I believe God is going to get his house in order. It seems like it take a catastrophic event for the people to really wake up. And I'm hoping that don't happen, that we wake up before anything catastrophic or something major happens because of so much that is being approved right now or even just talked about. Um, a bathroom with, um, you know, man can go in, you know, have a a bathroom, uh, not a man's bathroom, not a female's bathroom, but for... Uh, those who, you know, I guess want to be a female mm-hmm. or a female who want to be a man or whatever, a bathroom for them. Um, I mean, just certain things wasn't even called for uh, years ago. It was not accepted. And um, just a lot of things is being approved and getting through the federal government. The Supreme Court is passing these laws, uh, and it just seemed like the church is not effective in that area, so it just seemed like what else is going to take for us to actually wake up and pursue that Azusa Street experience and take that apostolic anointing and use it for the glory of God. Well, as long as we're silent, these things are happening. It don't have to be the church at large. The people of God that attends these churches as an individual, as an individual person that can vote, that can vote, the members that are in these churches that call themselves saints, Christians, they're individuals. They vote. They can stand up and speak against these things at the ballot. They have a right. They have a vote. And well, I, maybe maybe it's a lack of understanding no. of of what the issues are. Um, or a lot of times too, we have our own agenda. And we say, okay, our leaders will do that. So we stand back and just wait for the leaders to do that. But it just seemed like a different era than Martin Luther King days and, you know, the the uh, 
the groups that went out there and did something and, and really affected the federal government and went out to talk in groups, um, it just diminished and everybody had their own agenda. So a lot of things is going on now, and I think it, it takes uh, the community to work together and come together to get back in a state to, that where God wants us to be. I'm talking about as a community, because yeah. one individual yeah. won't be able to do it. No, one individual can't do it, and the church can't do it because of the separation between church and state. And the church, the church cannot take a position to influence political agenda. So it needs to be done in the community, whereas it's the church is not speaking, but they have community leaders to speak and to advocate for these laws and to educate the community. And the community then must stand up and and exercise their voice as a Christian, have a Christian coalition being educated what these laws mean and what they're about and what they're going to do. And then they can have a strong voice and and start to speak against and vote down these leaders who support these laws. That's where it's going to make a, a, a great impression and make it, you know, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We have a voice. They don't have to push down these laws down our throat. We got a right too. Exactly. Talk about they got a right for this. We got a right too. Right. We, got we a- can't vote. We can vote. Exactly. And we can. We have a freedom of speech too from the First Amendment, so we can march to government if we have to. We can march to the uh, exactly. federal government. I don't have to be worried about the gay LGB people showing me for speaking out against uh, what I believe according to my faith. I got a right to. Exactly. So I shouldn't be afraid. I'm not afraid of what they're going to uh, what they're going to uh, uh, come against me for. I got a right to speak, and I'm going to speak. I'm going to exercise my right, my beliefs. They need more men and women of God to stand up and speak it. Right. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Yep. And he said in his word to fear no one, but fear me, who can put, you know, who made everything. (laughs) Exactly. They're just a bunch of wimps. They read the same word that I read. And they probably not. I wouldn't say that, but I wouldn't say wimps, but maybe just everybody having their own agenda. And I'm I'm looking at it as a community of people and not just, you know, one sect of people. Just a community coming together as one and we can group as a nation 
because yeah. you see, so you always see it on CNN, on the headlines when you turn your computer on, you know, but you don't see our face there saying anything about it. Oh, we're a bunch of complainers, whiners. Well, it's going to take prayer and a lot of work and people come together to say, okay, let's go and do this. We're a bunch of complainers, a bunch of whiners, and everything should be given to us. We don't want to own anything. We don't want to own nothing. We're a bunch of, we want to be rent this, rent that, rent this, rent that. We don't care about the interest rate. We don't care about none of that kind of stuff. We're renting for a while, lose it, go to the next place, take it, rent it from them, hold that for a while, rent it for another place. We take our children, our newborn babies, our little bitty babies. They got social security numbers. We rent stuff in their, in their name. Use their social security number. Little bitty babies, little bitty children. By the time they're in kindergarten, they got they got <laughs> in all kind of debt. So we don't ran up debt in, their, in our baby's name. We don't care. We don't care. It's ridiculous. One of us get one of us try to do something, try to get a business. We we, we don't even want to go help them in the business. I I start a business today, and I got a doctor appointment. You think I I can get one of my brothers or sisters to come uh, mind the store? How much are you gonna pay me? And they want top dollar, and they wind up stealing from you. We want help our own. It's sad, but it's right. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. We've got to close up these, these, these open doors, these portals, these gateways that allow Satan to come in. Satan comes in all kind of ways. We leave all these doors open. And they come in and they reap havoc. Generational curses. Doors that opened up years ago before us, before our parents, our grandparents, great aunts, and the, uh, downline, family tree, downline. All kinds of things been opened. Clubs they've been associated with. Masons, Eastern Stars, Secret Order, all kinds of stuff that social clubs they've been involved in. Ungodly oaths that they made. All kinds of stuff attached to us, and we had nothing to do with it. The, the, the portals, the Spirits attached to each other. We're going to be talking about names and sub-names. Spirits have names. 
and their group and their subnames attached to those names. We gotta ask these ask these demons what are their names? Just like Jesus asked the asked the demon, "What's your name?" He said, "Legion." But we're many. That demon had two thousand demons with him. Two thousand demons. His name was Legion. He had two thousand demons in him. And they told Jesus, look at that herd of swine. Some of us to go into the swine. And he did. And when he came out of the man, they went into the swine. And the swine suffered violently and ran down the hill into the lake. And they drowned. They said they choked. 2,000 demons went into the swine. And they found that man sitting clothed in his right mind. Then the people, the people saw him sitting clothed in his right mind and they prayed him out of the city. The folk can't stand to see you get healed, delivered, and set free. And that's the church. My God from Zion. Anybody else? Anybody else want to comment, say something? Come on now. All right. Holy quietness. We thank you for being on the call. Well, next week we're going to start with uh, chapter 2, How Demons Enter and Oppress People. And we're going to talk about the anointing upon Jesus and the example of Jesus' ministry of deliverance. And Jesus' teaching on deliverance and demons can return to people. And another topic, demons enter through spiritual gateways. We just hit on that a little bit. How demons enter people. Our own sins, habits, And Exodus 4 and 27, we'll talk about occult involvement, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12. We're going to talk about sexual sins, Proverbs 5, 3 to 5. We're going to talk about rejection. That's going to be good. Rejection. Second Samuel 6 to 16. Mm-hmm. And controlling relationships. 
controlling relationships. First Samuel twenty thirty to thirty three. Going to talk about traumas, accident, and grief. Second Timothy one and seven. Going to talk about ungodly belief. John eight and forty four. Curses, Lamentations, 3 and 64 to 66, Transference, 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 2 Corinthians 11 and 4, How Demons Oppress People. We're going to talk about the woman with infirmity, Luke 13 and 11, and we'll end up with what evil spirits do. That's the second chapter. We'll start that next week. I don't know if we'll complete it all, but we'll start the second chapter in Deliverance and healing. That'll be on next week, the Lord's will. Now, if you've missed anything, you can always log in to www.talkshoe.com forward slash tc forward slash 138224. And once you're there, you can look for past episodes down in the right-hand column and click on the Listen button, the Listen button. You click on that, and you can listen to past episodes. I want to remind everyone that once again, before we sign off, that you can go to our website, www.ncicod.com and once you're there look at our pages and go to the donate what page and there you can make a tax-free donation and also sign our guest book leave a comment on the contact us page and we would greatly appreciate it. You can print out a receipt, save it for your tax purposes, and we will thank you, and the Lord will surely bless you. Amen. Well, just about at the time that we have to log off. We won't be here next week, May the 2nd, but we will be reconvening May 9th, at 7.30 p.m. I'll be in Savannah, Georgia next weekend. And I ask your prayers. Keep me in your prayers as I travel over the highways and byways and be in conference there. So with that, I'm going to ask that you be blessed and 
joining us on May 9th. This would end the call, and thank you.